Let us affirm our faith together this morning in the saying of the Apostles' Creed. You'll find the creed there printed in your bulletin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he arose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick in the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us take this time to greet one another in place with the wave offering of peace. Good morning, and I am good morning, and good morning. Please be seated. Thank you so much. few announcements this morning as we are worshiping the Lord. You've been hearing me now talk for several weeks about the holiday almanac that uh, we're going to publish for the Thanksgiving, Advent, Christmas, New Year's Day holiday season. Uh, many of you have sent me uh, items already, and let me express my gratitude to you for that. But if you have stories uh, from Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, if you have favorite recipes from those days, other traditions that you would like to share, send those to me, uh, either email to me, the church email address, drop them off, uh, so that we can have those. We're looking to gather as many as possible by the 15th of uh, September. It is our intention to be able to distribute our booklet on the 8th, uh, the 15th of November. So just calling that to your attention. The Tuesday morning men's Bible study will resume meeting on Tuesday morning, September 1st, from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock in the double classroom. Uh, you have to wear your mask uh, and you have to sign up. I can have uh, about 10 to 12 men that we can be spaced apart accordingly. I already have four signed up from the newsletter that, that went out this week. And so if you would like to participate in that, please let me know. Uh, a reminder to the Associate Pastor Search Committee that we have a Zoom meeting this Thursday night uh, at 7 p.m. And the code for that, Sharon Latham mailed to the members of that committee, so please do that. And finally, we do have uh, one last golf tournament that is at Kirkwood National in Holly Springs, Mississippi on September the 12th. And if you'd like to play in that, please talk to Jeff Miller. So all those things this morning I call to your attention. 
Our first scripture reading is found as we have been reading in the Gospel of Matthew. We have been going through Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and we continue there this morning in the seventh chapter, reading verses 1 through 14. If you would like to follow the passage, page 685 in the Blue Pew Bibles. Jesus again talking and teaching the disciples, the large group that had gathered there on the mountainside. He says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this is the sum of the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. May God bless the reading and hearing of his word from the Gospel of Matthew this morning. We have a duet this morning, and the words, since it's being sung in Latin, the words are printed in English for you there in the bulletin.
Mary Marsha Lama, thank you so much. This morning, as we go to God in our prayers, I would like to ask some prayers for some of our folks. Our custodian, Donnie, Donnie Cunningham, who has been on uh, medical leave because of a stroke he suffered at Easter, is in Baptist East Hospital with the coronavirus and uh, remains uh, very ill at this point in time. Uh, his wife, Shirley, buried her mother yesterday, and it was from uh, his mother-in-law that Donnie contracted the virus, we believe. Uh, Roberta Walker died of the virus a week ago Thursday. So I ask your continued prayers for Donnie and for Shirley Cunningham. I ask your prayers for our students and parents and teachers and all those working in the school system. Many of our school systems got off to their first full week with students, both in school and at home. And uh, let me just assure you that it was a, uh, I think a, something of a challenging week for all involved. So I ask your continued prayers for them. We know that many of our colleges and universities also began last week in various ways, uh, some in person, some online, some a combination thereof. And also the largest school district here in the area, of course, Shelby County School Systems, the students, I mean, the teachers and staff go back tomorrow. And with uh, students coming uh, virtually, all of that system will be virtually online. And I read this week where the superintendent of Shelby County Schools said, expect there to be difficulties. And certainly I imagine that will be the case. So we need to keep those in our prayers as well. Peggy Jones has a medical procedure this coming week, and I asked your prayers for her as they do an, uh, an endoscopy. And uh, just pray that that goes well and that nothing serious is found there. And, and in case y'all didn't know, uh, there are two tropical systems that will be in the Gulf of Mexico tonight. And uh, as if, why not? I said it's been a hundred years since there have been two separate tropical systems at the same time. Both expect you to become uh, category one hurricanes and both kind of lining up for the Mississippi, uh, Louisiana Gulf Coast. So just um, keep that and keep certainly those prayers in mind. Yesterday, 
Governor Tate of Mississippi declared the state in further state of emergency, not because of the virus, but because of the pending storms. So quite a bit going on there as well. Let us bow our heads and go to the Lord our God in prayer. Mighty and everlasting God, as we come now into your presence, we have come and we have begun our worship with singing and prayer, with concerns, and we come before you and we pray, Lord, this day for Donnie Cunningham, his wife, Shirley. We pray, Lord, your healing powers, your hands to be upon Donnie as he suffers from the virus and also many underlying health conditions. We lift him up to you. And we pray for his wife, Shirley, as she copes with a very ill husband and also having buried her mother this weekend. We pray this day for Peggy Jones, who is facing tests this week, and pray that they come back very well. We pray for our students, our parents, our teachers, for all the school staffs of all the schools at every level from preschool to university. And we pray, Lord, that you give everyone patience and understanding, help everyone to have long suffering through this time in which we are trying to teach students even in the midst of this great pandemic. We pray, Lord, this day for the people of the Gulf Coast as we have two tropical systems there and Lord, we would pray that, that you would just weaken those systems and just make them produce rain and very little wind. We would pray that, Lord. And Lord, we pray this day for each and every one of us as we face the many different challenges of the day, whether at work or at home, whether at school or at play for the times of isolation that has occurred, for those who feel very lonely, for those who are shut in the places that they, that they live. We pray and ask, Lord, that you comfort them and keep them. So Lord, hear our prayers today, these spoken, those made from each and every heart, joined now by saying together as we close these prayers, the Lord's Prayer, and we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. This month of August, we've been dealing with Christian attributes. And this morning, in our second scripture reading, I'm turning to the 27th chapter of the book of Acts, page 794 in the Blue Pew Bibles. This whole chapter is the chapter about Paul being taken via ship to Italy. 
but it is an, how shall I say, it is an eventful journey that causes many things, including finally being shipwrecked uh, on the island of Malta. But this morning, we're going to read part of that in verses 21 through 26 of the 27th chapter of the book of Acts. After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice and not sailed from Crete. Then you would have spared, you would have been spared, or you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. May God bless, again, the reading and hearing of his word from the book of Acts. My sermon this morning is entitled, Courageous in the Face of Trial. When we think about the word courage, and a person having great courage, many things probably come to our mind. Maybe the image of a soldier in battle. Maybe the image of others who are perhaps firefighters running into buildings to save someone from a great fire. But sometimes we need to think courage. Where is the line between having courage, and sometimes being foolhardy. Many of you, no doubt, have seen from time to time the show Funniest Home Videos. And anytime they show young men, and sometimes not so young men, doing stuff that they record, usually you hear this phrase, Watch this. And then before our eyes, we see people hurting themselves in all sorts of manner and trial. Not courage, perhaps, in a sense, but maybe more foolishness than courage. 
Courage is something that is found in the Bible from time to time. Think of the young shepherd boy, David, running towards the giant Goliath, having nothing but a rope sling, some soft stones smooth in his pouch, one in his sling, running towards a giant fully armored, carrying a giant spear, sword, shield, courage, foolhardiness. Certainly, the Philistines thought he was foolhardy. Certainly, his own king Saul thought he was foolhardy. Certainly, his brothers in the army of Israel thought that he was foolhardy. But there, David, full of courage and in the strength of the Lord, goes and he meets and defeats Goliath. There are all sorts of trials. There are all sorts of times of courage. Women who deliver children, great courage. Great courage to go and bring new life into the world. Sometimes at the peril and risk, and though not as much, oftentimes at the expense of their own life. Courage. Courage, people continuing to do and work and do things in the midst of a time in which the virus of death remains throughout the world. Courage is not something that is automatically given, but something that one ascertains to make their mind up to demonstrate and to show. And so the Apostle Paul, here on this journey, on a ship in the Mediterranean, now in the Adriatic, as they are making their way to Italy and eventually to the city of Rome where he is to stand trial before Caesar himself because he appealed to Caesar before the governor there in Jerusalem where he was on trial by his fellow Jews and since being a Roman citizen he had the right to appeal his judgment and trial to be that before Caesar. No small lack of courage. Why go to Caesar? But he does. And he goes on this ship, and this ship, as it goes and sails a little ways and enters port, sails further, enters port, and kind of bounces along the coast until it has to make those long crossings. And there, as they are going from Crete, Paul says it's late in the year. The storms are coming. This is not a good time to sail. But nonetheless, they sail. 
Paul tells them so. I told you so. But he doesn't just render judgment on them, but he calls them to keep up their courage because at this point, 14 days in the storm on sea in a wooden ship of no great consequence. Wes McBride tells the story of the great typhoon in the Pacific in late 1944 when he was on his aircraft carrier and the fleet ran slap into a typhoon. How the storm would cause the ship, even an aircraft carrier, to roll extremely one way or the other and the bow to come up out of the water and how some of the smaller ships all but were capsized and some of them were broken in half and sunk. Others did capsize. Many ships were lost not to enemy bombs or torpedoes, but to the wrath of a storm. And he said how we spent that time under decks and every man prayed, even those who didn't pray, prayed that they might be delivered from this great typhoon. And so men in wooden ships facing great difficulties, unable to navigate, dropping sea anchors so that they would not be smashed on the rocks of small islands nearby. And here the Apostle Paul says, I urge you to keep up your courage. And he gives them reason to have courage and hope. He says, last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and to whom I serve. An angel. An angel came and visited him and brought him a word. Now think about that. Sometimes it is the need of a heavenly host, an angelic being. Sometimes that is needed in life. And the Bible records instance after instance after instance. The messengers of God coming to encourage to support, to help, to warn, to tell. The words that Jesus would speak to his disciples time and time again, the words that angels spoke 
to Mary, to Elizabeth, to others time and time again. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Paul, you must stand trial before Caesar because apparently it is part of God's plan and purposes for the early church. You must stand trial before Caesar. And then grace. And God, and God has graciously given you the lives of all you sail with. Now think about that. Not only does Paul get the word that he must stand trial before Caesar, but that all who are on the ship will be spared. That is a great message. That is news to be told because it certainly looks as if everyone on that ship is going to perish. Drowned, lost at sea, gone. No one for certain knowing where the ship went down. Over the course of many years, People lament the loss at sea of ships. We're still fascinated with the sinking of the Titanic. The old ballad from the 1970s, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And time and time others. So Paul is able in verse 25, he says to them, So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. I have faith. I believe. I have courage. You take courage. We are going to survive this. But he says, nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. And sometimes the thing that we are in, be it a ship, be it a business, be it a land, be it a country, sometimes the thing that we are in ends up coming apart ends up being destroyed, ends up not able to serve us anymore. But it is only a thing. It is only something that we use. It is life that is important. It is life that needs to be preserved. We live in a time that courage is required. We live in a time in which sometimes the courage comes in the form of being patient. Sometimes we live in a life the courage comes in doing 
the right thing over and 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 over again and again and again and again and again. Because that is where we are. And that is where we live. Sometimes courage means seeing the bigger picture. The angel of the Lord explains to Paul, you must stand trial. Before Caesar, God so wills it. This ship will not last. But these people with you shall be spared. The night that Jesus died on the cross, the day that Jesus died on the cross, the night before he died, there in the garden praying that his disciples would be strong, praying that he would have courage to face the trial that was before him. telling his father that if he could take this cup, this trial from me. But Jesus, courageous, but not my will, but your will, O Lord. So, we are called we are called to be courageous, even in the face of trial. We are called to stand, to offer hope to others, to fight the good fight, to live in the face of death. Do not be overcome by all that can overcome us. So keep up your courage, men. I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. So let us keep up our courage, church. The day is coming that salvation will again be in the land. Days will come again of goodness. Days will come again of peace. Days will come again of revival. 
days will come again that we will rejoice and be glad therein. But for now, we're on the ship. We're in the midst of trial. Let us not lose our courage. Amen. Even in the face of trial, the church continues. This morning, Megan Wilson presents herself to receive the waters of baptism. Megan, if you will come and join me there at the baptismal font. I'm going to get these towels behind you. Thank you. You'll need that. Baptism is a sign in the seal of God's covenant to be administered to all those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Doesn't matter the age. What matters is the faith. Megan, I asked you this day, do you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you trust him with your life? Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, as we come before you this day and this time of worship, we give you thanks for this, your servant, Megan. We thank you that she has come to receive the waters of baptism. We pray now that as we pour these waters into this font, that these waters be blessed for the use and the purposes for which they are used this day. We thank you for her faith, a faith that has been long and a faith that has grown over these many years and is now witness to in this public demonstration of baptism. As she is baptized, let us remember of our baptisms, whether as babies or children, youth or adults, and how in this your grace, O oh God, is poured forth both upon her and upon us all. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Megan, come right here. Bow your head towards me. 
Megan, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And may the blessings of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be upon you this day. May your good profession of faith, your love for the Lord, be demonstrated now and throughout all your life. We give you thanks for your faith, for this gift of God. And I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Let us pray. O oh, gracious God, we thank you for the waters of baptism. We thank you, Lord, that even in the midst of trial, we are of faith. I pray now that you will keep Megan and that you will help her to see all the purposes in her life that you have for her. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. So gracious God, we offer this, our service of worship to you this day. We offer our praise, our fears, our hopes. We offer you our ears that have heard your word read and proclaimed. We offer you our voices that have sung and will sing. We offer you faith made new and renewed by the waters of baptism. Accept our gifts before you this day, for we give our thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. If you will, open your hymn books to number 115, and as you are able, let us stand and sing together, God of grace, God of glory. And now, my friends, go from this place this morning in peace. Hold strong to your faith. Have your eternal hope in Christ Jesus while showing his love to all that you meet. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, the peace and fellowship of the Holy Spirit be upon you all this day, and I do pray forevermore. Amen.